The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the day of Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that had a nice weekend. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 36th birthday today. Happy birthday to Landon Donovan. Ugh. Mm. Landy cakes, huh? Hey. That's hey. sellout. First four through the door, Jacob John, Ed McElroy, Janice Lissy, and Bob McSpadden. Hey, y'all. Landon Donovan was, I appreciate what Landon Donovan represented. That's a good That's a good use. That's a good tense. Yeah. Represented. represented. <laughs> uh, I think he was important. He was important for the growth of the sport in America. Mm-hmm. But he's outlived his usefulness. Sure. But he made a lot of money, so good for him. Happy birthday to Landon Dunn. Sell out. And sitting to my right, the <laughs> wow, the LeBron James to my every other Laker, our West African <laughs> prince, Tishman Johnson. <laughs> I've not had a chance to ask you, because uh-huh. you're you're much more in tune with the NBA than I, I am. Sure. Extremely casual NBA guy. Sure. Uh, although I've grown to really watch it a lot more this year. Right. They're toast, right? <sighs> it's, it's, it's really tough. It's going to be really tough for them to make the playoffs. They're about... Four and, four and a half, half games back. out with the ninth, and there's a team. And the thing is, they're not in ninth. Right, they're in tenth. Yeah, they're, so yeah. They, they would have to hop they're, the Kings, maybe something like that. They're um, and quickly bring up the playoff picture, but yeah, they have like 19 games to go, maybe less than that. I cannot remember Man. exactly. And yeah, they're four and a half, four and a half games out, and it's not looking good. They just lost to the Suns. That's my team. They're <laughs> he, terrible. He knows how bad they are. <laughs> they're really he bad. watches them a lot. <laughs> they're really bad. Uh, you want to know? Here's and if you saw the report today, here's how bad the Lakers are. Carmelo said they wanted to sign Carmelo, and negotiations are off because he wants to see how the season plays out. He oh, wanted to see how they play. He was going to make the playoffs. <laughs> like, no, nah, I want to get Carmelo's pl- saying no to you right now. Man. Carmelo does not have a job. <laughs> yeah, he's he's taking unemployment over <laughs> over <laughs> you. Tough. Today is Monday, March fourth, two thousand and nineteen. Two hundred sixty-nine days until Thanksgiving. Episode seven eighteen. Seven eighteen. Tom O'Malley's. You're saying eighteen OPS. or nineteen? Did I say eighteen? I don't know. I I don't know either. Uh, it says twenty nineteen on my on my piece of paper. No, I'm saying episode seven nineteen or eighteen. Today's seven eighteen. The way you were saying it, I couldn't tell. What Today you were is saying. episode seven eighteen. Oh, it says okay. neither on the screen. Seven one eight. It's been fixed. Okay. Uh, Tom <laughs> Greg, O'Malley's. OPS. Greg always <laughs> has a different number for the episode than what I have. And, well, you got to uh, remember that I, I didn't assume he's well, right. But you got to remember we did a show Wednesday that you were not here for. Oh, I was still trying to factor that in, and I was still off. Mm. Episode something. I don't, I don't actually there care. Um, today on today's show, guys, we are going to continue our series. We've got to we've got to get rolling on these 
uh, on these regional recaps. <laughs> like, we got to yeah, get going. I think we've been rolling on them. Like I told you, you're going to be doing these in May. Like, <laughs> no. We really we really just shouldn't do right, them. My but, goal. But my, now that we've started, you can't stop. Right. So here we've got one, including today, which is Piney Woods. We're going to go through the Piney Woods. Best, best and worst there. One, two, three, four, five, six, oh, seven, it's eight, already nine, too many. 10, 11. Jeez, we have 12 more. 12 more? Holy we're going to get them done in March. <laughs> we will not do one in April. We'll get the time in March. We should be doing previews in March. Will you stop? Oh, my God. Uh, oh, we're going to do that. So, Piney Woods. We're going to talk Piney Woods uh, High School football coming up here in just a moment. In the back half of the show, we have a big-time guest going to be joined by the new head coach of the Frisco Raccoons. Uh, coach Jeff Harbert will join us. And Max has already made me nervous because I've never actually said his name out loud, which is – by the way, I, I think I've mentioned this before. That's a common theme around here. Yes. Is that there are a lot of people whose names we know how to write and spell and we know who they are, but we just never actually say them because we just write mm. them a lot for, for internet use. Um, as a result, Max now has me scared that it's actually uh, Jeff Harbert, but uh, I don't think it is. I think it's Jeff Harbert. I'm going to go with Jeff Harbert. We'll see. Stop it! <laughs> is she supposed to be on my side here? God! No respect around here. Uh, let's get into it. Let's talk uh, Piney Woods High School football. Uh, we're talking Deep East Texas. Um, let's start first and foremost with uh, the big picture. The big picture, I would say overall, was um, basically a mixed bag in a lot of ways because the team that usually carries the flag, uh, you know, only made it to the state semifinal. I'm mm -hmm. talking about Carthage. Um Carthage uh, falling in the state semifinal kind of colors everything because they are they they are the 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 uh, you know standard bearer for Piney Woods football and while there were a lot of other teams that had really really good years when you take that top team and they don't do what they almost always do, which is at least play for and usually win a state championship, then it kind of gets interesting. Uh, so overall, look, I think overall, when you look at that upper echelon of teams in the Piney Woods, uh, when you're talking about Huntsville, when you're talking about Carthage, talking about Price Carlisle, Lufkin, even though I think they had a little bit of a disappointing year, uh, I wouldn't say it was, it was too, too disappointing, between them... Uh, between St. Augustine, Lovelady, Grapeland, Henderson. There's a lot of really, really good teams out here. I didn't even mention Garrison or Tenahaw. There's a lot of really, really good teams out there. But when you don't have that team breaking through and winning a state championship, it's just, it's hard. To, it's, it's a difficult comparison from year to year simply because every other year is so darn, has that one thing. And so as a result, I would say you look at, you look at this and you say, okay, a good year in, in in the Piney Woods. Don't look it in the mouth and say it was anything but a good year, but it's the kind of thing that maybe because the standard has been set out there that it's championship or bust for a lot of these teams, maybe you could say, ooh, it's, it, it maybe wasn't as good as past years. Uh, it's, it's a difficult region to kind of overall uh, put, a, put an overall stamp on, but, but that's kind of uh, what I ended up coming up with. Um, regional team of the year. Uh, I think it's Huntsville. Uh, this was a team that we thought could be pretty good. Uh, I believe they started the year ranked in Dave Campbell's Texas football, and a team that we we had we had high hopes for. We had heard a lot of things. This was a team that was a that was a that was a big um, 
hot topic in the offseason. There was a lot of people, a lot of coaches from down there, uh, East Texas, uh, kind of Houston area, Beaumont area, uh, and in the Piney Woods saying, hey, watch out for Huntsville. This is a team that's going to break through, break out and have a great year. And I think that they did. Uh, they end up uh, they end up losing to Fort Bend Marshall in, in uh, the regional final. This is a fantastic year for the Hornets. Uh, again, I know it was the kind of thing that they, they weren't necessarily um, – they weren't necessarily. Uh, they they they've started setting their eye on state championship and, and and so state championship or bust as it is for so many teams. Uh, but overall, I think that it was a fantastic year for for Huntsville, and I think that they were probably the team in the Piney Woods uh, with with all due respect to Carthage, uh, and with all due respect to teams like Price Carlisle. Uh, regional surprise of the year. Um, I'm gonna go uh, out to Pineland, and I'm gonna talk West Sabine. Um, this was a team that, that we did not have high hopes for, uh, plain and simple. We, we were not necessarily thinking, all right, this is going to be the year the Tigers uh, really break out. Uh, in a lot of ways, it's because of kind of what they had done recently. This has not been a, this has not been a program that has been necessarily doing very well. They were 2-8 and eight last year, 5-6 uh, and six the year before. You know, but, but the last year was a real return to form. Um, I think that you saw this team kind of break through. You saw this team uh, find some offense, uh, which was really the big problem for them the, the year before, uh, but they found a great offense. They had a, one of the very, very best running backs in all of Texas in Dalen Smith, um, who ran for twenty, nearly 2,600 yards and 35 touchdowns. Uh, this kid was fantastic. Uh, and so overall, I would say that West Sabine really uh, was a team that, that we, didn't, we didn't necessarily think was going to be a factor that ended up being a factor and that's certainly a credit to that coaching staff and what they were able to build out there in, in Tigerland so West Sabine would be my pick for regional surprise of the year regional coach of the year um, actually it's a guy who uh, just retired uh, let's go with Wayne Mahaffey at, at Grapeland um, Grapeland was another team that we had just kind of uh, we kind of buried uh, a team that we did not think uh, very much of heading into the season. And, and again, uh, part of that is because they just simply were not very good uh, the year before. This was a team that uh, that I think uh, underachieved the year before and had been kind of a, maybe a bit stuck in the, stuck in the mud. Uh, but but what Wayne Mahaffey was able to do and to get them into, I believe, a, a regional final, uh, to get them all the way there was awful impressive. Uh, look, it, uh, if you talk to Coach Mahaffey, uh, he'll tell you that uh, that you know you're only as good as the kids that, that you got out there. And, and certainly, Rick Frauenberger, their quarterback, was really really good and outstanding defense as well. Uh, but I think that he put together a really solid team there for for the Sandys and a guy who who ended up going out on top. You know, this was a, a terrific terrific year for Grapeland, and I think that Wayne Mahaffey is certainly uh, worthy of being in that uh, mix for Coach of the Year in that region. Original Player of the Year. There's a few places you could go. You could go with a guy like Gunnar Caps at at, at Carthage. Uh, you go with, uh, boy, any number of players at Price Carlisle. You go with any number of players at Lufkin. Uh, but my pick, I'm going to go back to Huntsville, and I'm going to talk about Tavondre Sweat. Um, I think that he was probably the most dominant player in uh, the region this year. And when you... Um, now, Max, you saw him in person. Yep. And we t- we've talked about how there are guys who... Um, there are guys who, who when, you, when you see them, you say, okay, that's not fair. How are they able to suit that guy up into a high school game? That doesn't seem like it should be, uh, it should be fair. Yeah, he was the kind of guy where uh, he's like twice as big as everyone else. Yeah. Yes. Like he, he, there, there's he's the, the one where you're, you're – There's w- the eyeball test, and yeah. then there's the oh, crap test. Yeah, yes. there's the one – yeah. he's the one where you're scanning the field like, oh, which one's – oh, that one. Oh, yeah. 
That one. Oh, oh that's the one. The <laughs> giant, but the, the the yeti, right? Yeah. In, in in shoulder pads. There are oh, only yes. there have only been a handful of guys like that that like pass the eyeball test, and then by the way, when they get on the field, there are also we've seen a number of guys that we say, oh my gosh, look at that guy, and they get out there and they can't play. Yeah. Uh, Tavondre Sweat was a guy that he walks on the walks off the bus, and you go, oh boy, yeah. uh, that guy. Yeah. And then he gets out there and he's dominant. He's the yeah. best player on the As, field. I think the I think it's a comparison that you like to make all the time, Trevor. He it, it looks like they uh, suited up a live bear. Yeah, it's a live bear. Yeah. So they put a bear yeah. in shoulder they, pads and yeah. they taught him how to play football yeah. really well. That's yeah, he's uh, just destroying. But Tavondre Sweat, I, I would say, was my pick for for regional player of the year. And so then early look ahead, um, an early look ahead to 2019. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting because Huntsville does kind of get beat up by graduation. Um, Lufkin gets beat up by graduation. Uh, they got some some young players, uh, some run because they had some injuries along the way. Uh, look, though, I mean, when you talk about Piney Woods football, I, by the way, I think I think Tenaha is going to be a team to watch. This team was super duper young in 2018. They're going to be back, uh, so keep an eye on them. Um, I'll keep an eye on Die Ball as well. Die Ball is a, a kind of a sleeper there in the early going. But look, when you talk about Piney Woods, you're going to talk about Carthage, and um, you know, Carthage is going to have some rebuilding to do. I think that you you had a guy in uh, when, in 2017. You had a guy in Keontae Ingram who was the bell cow. Mm-hmm. Well, we wondered what were what were they going to do without Keontae Ingram. Well, Gunnar Cap stepped up and was a terrific quarterback for them and picked up a lot of the slack offensively. Now, who's going to be the next guy up? Who's going to be the guy? And, and you talk to folks out there in Carthage, and they say, look, you know, that we've got some youngsters coming up that they're very excited about. But who's that going to be? Uh, there are going to be question marks about it. I think this is one of the more intriguing regions in the state uh, because uh, I do wonder if there is a, an opening for a new team to jump up there and be that team that everybody's talking about in the Piney Woods. Uh, and so overall, um, I'm, I'm excited about what to, what to come because there, there's so many unknowns out there in, in the Piney Woods. So that is our Piney Woods Texas High School Football Year in Review. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. So my pitch on today's show uh, for the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider Package is based around something that's going to happen tonight. After uh, after he gets off work, after he gets off at his big boy job, um, Matt Stepp is going to swing by, and we are going to record the first ever off-season edition of Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast uh, for nerds, uh, where we are going to nerd out, get some inside information about the latest Texas high school football coaching changes, uh, coaching moves, things like that. Uh, a couple of the, um, uh, a couple of you know transfers we're going to talk a lot of a lot of nerdery in texas high school football so if you pride yourself on being a texas high school football nerd uh why don't you go and check out texasfootball.com insider that that podcast my goal is to have it up tomorrow morning uh it may end up being tomorrow afternoon but tep and step our premium high school football podcast is going to uh be uh is going to be relaunched in the off season we're gonna do i believe monthly probably every three three or four weeks uh we're gonna do a, a, a premium high school football podcast so if you need that in your life 
Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. You also get the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed to you early. Get it before it hits newsstands. Uh, You get that, plus the recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, all for $19.95 for the first year. $19.95 for the first year makes a great gift as well. Recruiting analysis from friends at National Athlete, all sorts of good stuff. $19.95 for an entire year makes a great gift. TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Max, let's go to the hotline and bring in the new head coach of the Frisco Raccoons. We haven't been able to say that in a while, but we are joined uh, by the new head coach of the Frisco Raccoons, Coach Jeff Harbert. Coach, how are you? I'm well, Greg. Thanks for having me. Okay, first and foremost, my producer Max has me scared. It's not Harbert, right? No, Thank it's Harbert. Thank I'm, you. Uh, I hear in Cajun country, it's a bear a lot. But, ah, uh, I'm yeah. Southern Oklahoma, so it's okay. Harbert. Yeah, I was gonna say that's you know this is this is Texas. I have a hard time thinking. You know, maybe you get yeah, you're right. Maybe you get down there towards the Golden Triangle, you might get some our bear, but uh, not yeah. anyway. First and foremost, coach, congratulations on on the new gig. Um, I'm I'm really interested. You know, Vance Gibson leaves after such a lengthy tenure there uh, at, uh, at at Frisco. Uh, you get promoted from your spot at at defensive coordinator. I'm really curious as to you know what was your reaction when you found out the news that that it was going to be you taking over the big chair. Well, I mean, obviously very excited about it. Uh, you know, very grateful for the opportunity, but then at the same time relief because uh you know i've been here a long time and a lot of guys on our staff have been here a long time and you know were they to go outside then obviously there'd be some changes and some you know trepidation as it results to uh, relates to jobs and all that stuff so i was a, uh, I was grateful that we didn't have to go through that and the guys were gonna have to stay here and we get to uh stay around our kids and and uh, get to see this thing through so what then you know you obviously you know these guys pretty well your team but but you address them in a different role that you know from defensive coordinator to to head coach i'm really interested what was your message to your squad uh, the first time that you address them as as head coach well i mean it's funny greg you know we um kind of this thing with coach gibson was in the works um uh, you know for a little bit and so we kind of had inclinations that uh things would go this way so from the time you know as soon as we lost uh, our playoff game he told the team you know that he wouldn't be here in in the uh spring and so the next monday uh coach just kind of turned everything over to us and we proceeded as if our staff would be here and we'd be doing things so we started implementing you know the the things that we would want to do you know not not wholesale changes but just some things that we were going to do differently and uh, you know that continued and then when it was finally made official on february 4th you know we walked in the off season of course the kids clapped and cheered and all that stuff we had a little moment of uh temporary excitement but then it was uh, back to business as usual so there wasn't any you know hey you guys now i'm the, officially the head coach and all this and that we've been kind of proceeding that way since uh the first day of off season, so it was was an easy transition. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about your 2018 squad. This was a team that um, that really kind of revived itself from from all you know from the depths. At, 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 you know, a very forgettable 2017 uh, season ends up becoming a playoff year with a playoff win in 2018. Uh, you know, how would you characterize uh, from from my perspective? That seems like an incredible year. I'm, I'm I'm curious to see how you would characterize your 2018. No, we are tickled to death with it. You know, we um, it's tough. Coach Gibson and I, we've been here. I came in when uh, Coach Gibson 
came in. So I've been with him ever since. And, you know, we had some lean years when they opened Wakeland and then, you know, kind of we were thinking we might hit some lean ones when uh, Reedy opened it as, as well. And, uh, you know, we went from 8-3 and three and then we went 0-10. And, and it's kind of the first time around it kind of took a while to get the kids to figure out, you know, you can compete and you can win and you can do all that stuff. And so we were kind of hopeful that we'd be able to turn it around quicker this time. And uh, the kids, you know, they they really, they were amazing as far as listening to what we were t- preaching them. Of course, it helped, you know. Uh, a lot of the kids were there when we were 8-3, and three, so it wasn't, wasn't like they'd been down a long time. We just kind of had to get them back to that mindset of, you know, you're able to go out there, you're able to compete with anybody, you're able to beat anybody. And, uh, you know, the third game of the year, the Denton-Braswell game, was really kind of turned our season around because, we'd, you know, the first week we played Woodrow and it was defense had played well and the offense didn't quite have enough to get us over the hump and uh, we lost by three. And then the next week the offense performed well and the defense couldn't stop anybody and uh, we lost a shootout to Melissa. And so the guys were kind of teetering on that brink of, man, are we going to be able to do this? Will this really happen? And uh, the Braswell game, uh, it was stopped because of weather, and we were down eight points, and we had to come back on a Saturday afternoon and finish it up. But we came back, and uh, the guys were just fired up. They were ready to play. They believed in what we were doing. And uh, from that point on, kind of that win uh, just really allowed them to buy into what was going on. And, you know, we had some ups and downs throughout the season, but uh, at the end of the day, the kids really – believed that they could play with anybody and that they could win and uh you know we we were able to have us a, a really good year we're talking with jeff harbert the new head coach of the frisco raccoons here on texas football today get involved with the conversation hashtag tf today coach i'm i'm, I'm curious whenever i talk to, to coaches from frisco isd the, obviously the the first thing that that people think of when they think of frisco isd is boy you guys got 10 million schools uh the answer is only 10 but you guys, you know, Frisco is the, it's the legacy program there. You guys have been open since 1902. Uh, this is the, you know, the, the legacy high school there uh, in, in Frisco. Um, but obviously a lot of growth out there and a lot of, uh, you know, new schools opening up, uh, you know, the, with the, you know, every, it seems like every single realignment we're talking about a new Frisco yes. school. Yes. Um, how do you, from your perspective, handle that, uh, knowing that, you know, anytime a new school does open, it's going to have, even if it's just from a, you know, a tangential perspective, it's going to have an impact on your, on your program. How do you approach a, a situation like that? Well, I mean, you know, we always just focus on what we can control. That stuff's outside our control. Um, you know, you try as best you can to prepare for it. You know, you you know you're going to have smaller classes, and uh, during that time period of kind of building your enrollment back up, you know, you're going to have to rely on some underclassmen, and so you'll, you know, maybe play a few more players from the freshman team up on a JV, trying to get them ready for for some early playing time. But outside of that, you know, you can just focus on your program and your kids, and making sure their mindset is right and. Uh, you know, when you hit the lean times, I think uh, I always told Coach Gibson, I felt like we did our best coaching jobs in years that we didn't win very many games because that was when we really had to strive and work and, and do all that stuff and grind with the kids and get them to buy in and believe. And You know, sometimes when you when you get it going and, you know, you're, you're winning and things are going well, it's, it's easy to have the kids buy in. But 
you know, you just focus on those things that you can control and uh, make sure your team is is like minded. One of the one of the more unique things about uh, Frisco High, at, you know, recently has been you, you know your offensive scheme. Uh, you, we don't see a ton of wing T teams at the five A level, but you guys run the wing T. It was awful hard to stop last year. Uh, I'm curious, you know, can can we expect to see that same style of offense uh, heading forward in the in the Harvard era? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm really good friends with uh, Josh mm-hmm. out at Pleasant Grove, and he's had a ton of success with it uh, the last couple of years. So, um, you know, just seeing the things they're doing. And for us, it really suits our clientele, um, kind of the area that we take in in Frisco. I mean, everybody's got their own unique thing, but we've kind of got some, you know, tougher kids that can buy into the, the team aspect. And, you know, we haven't had – a ton of skill kids, you know, in my 14 years here, we've had one division one skill kid, uh, get recruited. Mm-hmm. Um, so we haven't had, you know, the kids that would flourish in the open spread type offense. And, uh, you know, it's just been really good to us. And, uh, it kind of lends to what we always talk about team first, you know, and having to do all that stuff. Well, in the wing T you really got to do it because, you know, you're going to block just as much as you're going to get the ball most of the time. So, uh, we really like it. We'll probably open some things up. We've got a, we've got a really good group of skill kids coming. You know, probably collectively, it'll be our best group that we've had as a whole uh, in my time here. You know, the past 14 years. But uh, we might open it up some. But we'll still be wing tee principles, block down, kick out, jet sweep, all that good stuff. And you know, as a defensive coordinator and defensive minded coach, there's uh, no better feeling than watching. <laughs> Our offense run the ball and run the clock, and uh, I've found that I can be a really good defensive coach if I don't have to play very much defense. So yeah, you get them on those those fourteen play nine minute drives. That makes uh, <laughs> yeah. that makes the defensive coordinator look good. It's uh, it's Jeff Harbert, the head coach at Frisco, uh, joining us now on Texas Football Today. Coach, I want to ask you specifically about one one kid, um, yeah. a guy who who um, I don't think is going to um, is is going to step off the bus and intimidate a whole lot of people. Uh, but Aaron Taylor is a kid who who as a, as a junior stepped in for you guys in. A a big way uh you know from you know moving over to mike linebacker there early in the season uh you know you've mentioned before that that you think that that really changed things around what can you tell us about this young man aaron taylor well aaron you know he and his brother moved in to us uh before his sophomore year came from uh, arkansas and uh, we knew right away that aaron would be a player for us you know we thought he would he came in he's a good looking kid not a big kid but you know, he's built well, and uh, he played on our JV as a sophomore, and, uh, you know, he, that was the year we were going 0-10 on varsity. We'd <laughs> kind of gone through some fullbacks because we were in the flex bone, and, you know, the fullbacks kind of take a pound in flex bone. You know, it kind of – he was the next man up, and it was a deal where we were getting ready to move Aaron up, and then, you know, looking at him, it's like, golly, we, we can't do that to the poor kid yet, so – we left him down on JV, and so he didn't have any experience coming up as a junior. Well, he is playing, um, you know, uh, some wingback for us, and we were counting on him being, you know, the wingback and maybe backing up some spot playing on defense a little bit because he can run around. But like I said, he's 170, 175 pounds, so looking for a little more beef at linebacker, at Mike linebacker anyways. And So anyways, the first game, he did not play well on offense and you know he 
kind of was berated by the offensive coaches and kind of had a rough week and, you know, getting on him to do this and do that. But, you know, uh, Aaron, he's, he's a high character kid and he didn't let it phase him. He just worked harder and he grinded and, you know, the next week, um, against Melissa, he played probably, I think he might've gotten the MVP on offense for his performance because he played really well the next week. And, uh, that just so happened to be the week we lost our, uh, starting with my linebacker to injury. And so he stepped in, I was like, you know, he played pretty well. So the next week against Braswell, he had to get the start on defense. So he, you know, still was playing some offense and spot playing here and there, but he had to get all the reps on defense and man, he can fly to the football. And that just made a huge difference having a guy there in the middle that could make the play on the perimeter. And, you know, he, he, was strong enough, stout enough to kind of shore up the interior running game, but then just having him be able to make those plays on the perimeter really changed the, the outlook of our defense and some of the things that we were able to do. And then at the same time, you know, he's had enough stamina to go in and get some carries. And, you know, if we got the ball down close, you know, we needed Aaron in because mm-hmm. he's, he's a tough runner on uh, in between the tackles. We kind of run the, you know, inside give to our wingback uh, when we get down there and, you know, with some of the other guys, it's they'd be able to get him down. But when Aaron got the ball, man, it'd take take a load of people to get him down. He's a stout kid for, you know, 175 pounds. But, you know, just having him at that Mike linebacker being able to make all those plays for us and then go in and still get the tough yards uh, offensively, he just really changed the face of our defense and, you know, our team as a whole uh, last season. He is Jeff Harbert. He is the new head coach of the Frisco Raccoons. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Harbert. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the new gig, and uh, best of luck this offseason down the road. All right. Thank you very much, Greg. Enjoyed it. There he goes. Jeff Harbert, new head coach of the Frisco Raccoons, joining us here on Texas Football Today. Uh, big turnaround for them. I think an underrated turnaround. They go from 0-10 to 7-5, and beat Sulphur Springs in by district. Uh, ended up losing to South Oak Cliff, a really good South Oak Cliff team in the second round. But this is a team that, that really, really improved. And, and, you know, Vance Gibson moves off to take an assistance job at East Texas Baptist. I don't know if we mentioned that. Uh, but that's where he, he moved on. And uh, Jeff Harbert gets the promotion from defensive coordinator. Obviously, the defense was really, really good for them last year. Uh, excited to see what they do uh, there at Frisco High um, there uh, with uh, – new coach Jeff Harbert so appreciate his time and interested to see you know what kind of new wrinkles they get offensively because like I said you don't see a ton of wing T at, sure. the, at the big school level yeah um which I think is like a I think it's like a schematic advantage for them sure it's like you're rolling and you got to prepare for the wing T after seeing spread after spread after spread after spread mm-hmm. um Frisco schools also probably maybe look to schedule a slot T or something in yeah. the non-district as well so exactly yeah. right yeah and so I appreciate coach Jeff Harbert hopping on with us and now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment final thoughts so many thoughts uh russell wilburn says uh ishmael had a long weekend glad the doc got him well. ish, ish and i both got sick over the weekend so that yeah. was fun yeah, we yeah. Were both on, on the road too how yeah. is it that i yeah. have the baby at home and you guys <laughs> yeah. got sick i guess i'm just glad that we did it uh on the road so you wouldn't actually get sick and then make the baby sick so right there's that yeah um i was on the road because i was in san francisco rob hadaway wants my quick recap on mm, san yeah. francisco my one-word recap in the comments was underwhelming. I stand by it. Uh, it's a pretty city. It's a cool place, it's, but it's not anything that I was all that excited. If about. I went, like, I mean, yeah. Th- when I went, in the, I went in the summer. You went in the summer, and yeah. uh, I told my wife, "I'm glad we did it. Yep. It was a nice trip." Yeah. Don't have to go again. 
Yeah, it's, it's not like it's not no, like I've, I've had no motivation to go. It was like when yeah. like when we when we went to Seattle. When yeah. we went to Seattle, it was like we went. I was like, this place is great, and I definitely want to come back. Yeah, mm. I Seattle's did not. Like that. When I was getting yeah. on that plane, I was like, okay, I've checked. I've checked this off the list. I'm glad I did it. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a bad city by any stretch. I'm not yeah. I'm not sorry I spent time there, but that was kind of my thought too. Sure. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like oh, I'm glad I saw it, but yeah, I like Seattle's a great example. I'd love to go back to Seattle multiple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob John, question for Ish. Mm-hmm. Boys basketball state semifinal. Mm, yes. Which one are you looking most forward to? Ooh, I'll give you a biased answer and an unbiased answer. Everyone knows the Mainer is coming. Yes. Mainer and Timberview. I have a feeling Timberview is going to win, but uh, I'm really excited to see Mainer. Are you, are you counting out them Mustangs? I'll say yes just to motivate them. <laughs> <laughs> to motivate them. No, it's really exciting. Mainer, Mainer alum. Yeah. <laughs> with the, with the fake it's, disrespect. It's, no, it's, it's really exciting. Uh, Jamal Shedd's been awesome. Coach Swain's been awesome this year, uh, beating Conley. Uh, Jamal Shedd's old school, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really cool. I can't wait to see what they uh, what they can do. Uh, the unbiased answer is probably in 4A, uh, Yates versus uh, Oak Cliff Faith, uh, mm-hmm. because I think they both – Yates knocked off Silsby, defending champion Silsby, and uh, Faith knocked off Wilmer Hutchins. And so mm-hmm. those are kind of the two teams I was kind of looking forward to at the start of the playoffs. So I think that might be the de facto foray uh, state title in the mm-hmm. semis. So that's just my opinion on that one. Uh, but, yeah, those I'm excited for that. And everybody, everybody from a football perspective, all the football nerds are excited about we get Duncanville and North and that's, Shore. That's yeah, the no, next I, question. Who sure. you got? I I think Duncanville. Like right. I, I think Jemias you Ramsey saw, is. Were, were you there with the game? No, Step was at the, the Step Gil was there Geyer. for Geyer and mm-hmm. D- Duncanville. I was there for Desoto Duncanville. Yes. and Jemias Ramsey's the best player probably in the whole tournament. Um, Texas Tech commit. He's insanely athletic, but also Micah Peavy is one of the best juniors mm-hmm. in the nation. Um, obviously one of the best juniors in the state. And granted. North Shore is not going to stand out with anybody individually, but Allen did the same thing last year where they're just like a really good team. They shoot great from the floor. They play great defense. And Allen won a state title last year doing the same thing. So if Nor- I would not be surprised if North Shore won, but, man, I just in basketball I always go with the individual. Here's my prediction. Talent, so. Oh, here we go. Duncan, oh. Duncanville will have a one-point lead. With ah, here we go. To here go. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we've had three commenters. Half-court heave. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, four or five of the guys in our comments have already said uh, that's what they're waiting if for. That game, yeah. if, that yeah. game, if that game ends up being like an 11-point Duncanville win, is that going to be like the most disappointed? Right. Like We're going to be like, oh. No, no, yeah. I, like, I really think it could happen. Like, Duncanville. Like, <laughs> yeah, Jamal, it's He's really good. Awesome. Like yeah. <laughs> he's been really great. Yeah. And I, I I think I saw on Twitter like he was at Oak Cliff, I think. Oak Cliff uh uh, right. uh uh the private school there and this is his first like playoff run. So he's like really taken in the moment yeah. and like he's you know uh coach coach Chris Beard's going to have a fun one in yeah. Texas Tech cuz pretty good. His kids a player. Um Miziel asks, hey, all, for all the stats that we get every day, uh, how's Tepper feeling about the Rangers this season? Bad. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Yeah. 73 and 89, folks. 73 and 89. Get locked right. in. That's what uh, I'm thinking. Okay. But you know what? Like, it's last year of, of, of the stadium, mm-hmm. uh, so there's something to be said for that. I'm still going to watch, like, 130 of the games yeah. on TV. You're still going to be there for I'm that. I'm still going to be there Friday for Friday. July yes. 30th game because in 104. Because the suffering, <laughs> the suffering <laughs> makes the good moments even better. Does it? Yes. I've never felt that way. Yes. But, but. Red Sox and Liverpool fan. Look, man, Liverpool hadn't won anything while I've been a fan of them. Red Sox fan. Yeah, okay, but, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, I've... I've with another. I'm not a lifetime Iowa State fan. I deserve to have the Red Sox. My so favorite. Just, my favorite's gonna be when you 
when you offer one of us tickets to when they're out of the playoffs and oh, the yeah. Orioles are coming to town yeah. and like steps busy. So like, he's not going to want to go. Yeah. And he's going to look to us and be like, Hey, you want to go to the, do you want free Tues- tickets? The yeah. Tuesday six o'clock game when it's 107. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, they will be bad. The Rangers will be bad. Uh, Ed McElroy. Astros are running the division. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ed McElroy says, I uh, heard this weekend that currently four of the Frisco schools are currently at at least 400 kids over the five, a cutoff. What have you guys heard? I asked step. And he said he's hasn't heard anything recently, but he heard a few months ago that that would be the case, that they would be over or very close. Well, I'll tell you, it's it's I believe so. I'm pretty sure they've they've bonded two more schools. But the next one isn't opening till 2021. Yes. So that's the problem. Yeah, so they won't avoid it because if, have to if I remember so. and I'm, mm-hmm. I am I do not have the school board minutes in front of me. So yeah. <laughs> but I am pretty How dare you? sure that. Uh, every so Frisco ISD puts up a lot of bonds, right? Because yeah. they have to, they have to, uh, you know, they have to go and, and build new schools. Um, and I believe that a couple of years ago, after just basically approving every Green bond, every everything. bond, yeah. they rejected a bond. Yeah. And so that put them behind. And I believe now, I think they've gone back and they've bonded things, but that put them behind. And so I believe that this is that the newest school was supposed to open, I think, this year. Hmm. And now it's two years behind, which may result in, to bring this all full circle, it yeah. may result in a couple of these teams having to bump up uh, either to uh, Division One or to 6A. Yeah. So it could be, could be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. A couple more uh, from Daniel Agnew. A uh, little bad news is we get Texas football great John Harrison, receiver for the 67 Abilene Cooper team and former OU receiver, passed away over no, the weekend. No, R.I.P. Um, and then this was sad from our man Brent. Uh, he's at the hospital s- having a test run on his daughter. Say a prayer, fellas. She was at Cook's two weeks ago and had test runs this past Friday, and they were not normal. Oh, we're thinking no. of you, buddy. Prayers up. Yikes. Yeah, seriously. Let us know. Do we have a happier thing to end on? No, but uh, I want everyone to, to be thinking about Brent on the way up. That's a good, so that's that's a good move. That's, that's fine. So, okay, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.